from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB. You have tuned the WIA National News Service. This edition, week commencing March 5, 2017. And around VK, in VK1, Amanda, VK1WX, the Canberra Region Club's immediate past president, has been awarded life membership of the club. Congratulations, Amanda, a long-time supporter and rebroadcaster of this, your WIA News Service. Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club have their Rosebud Radio Fest, November 12. Mark has told the WIA this annual Radio Fest continues to grow. Forums, displays, demos, prizes galore, new products, pre-loved and new gear for sale, retailers and suppliers, plus special outdoor attractions as only Rosebud can do. Write Sunday the 12th of November in your diaries and take a ferry from the West or Peninsula Link from the city. To WIA Board Talk and WIA Logos for Affiliated Clubs. Many radio club websites now include the specially designed WIA Affiliated Club logo. This follows request from the clubs themselves. The WIA logo is the copyright corporate logo of the Wireless Institute of Australia and any use of the logo in any form of printed, electronic or online medium does require the written permission of the WIA board. Other uses of the WIA logo by individuals, clubs or commercial organisations may be possible. The WIA grants pre-approval for use of the special WIA-affiliated club logo on the homepage of WIA-affiliated club websites. Earlier, members were given conditional pre-approval to use the logo on their QSL cards. Both the WIA-affiliated club logo, only for club websites, and the member WIA logo for QSL cards, along with their individual use conditions, may be found on the WIA website wia.org.au Guess what? No, guess I should really listen up to this one. Time for the WIA Committee's annual reports. Now, a lot of good work has been done by WIA committees in this past year and all are now invited to make a brief annual report on their achievements and aims. The WIA has in an email reminded committee leaders to submit activities for all to see through the Members' Forum process of the annual general meeting in May. If you are a member of a committee, please help your leader by contributing thoughts for the annual report. WIA AGM, and I would hope that all members have read the great publication in AR magazine of the activities set for our enjoyment in VK5, this penned by Grant VK5GR. Hello, this is Grant VK5GR for the WIA AGM Convention Program Organising Committee with some more news about the event side of the weekend. After all the important meetings and forums on Saturday morning, the Radio Clubs of South Australia wish to take you on a journey of discovery, or perhaps rediscovery, into what makes radio communications inspiring and fascinating in this modern world. We aim to rekindle the magic of radio, that spark of fascination in us all that drove us to become amateurs in the first place. In doing so, we hope to give you all ideas of things you might like to take away and try for yourself, or at least give you a better perspective on how to talk about the amateur service and introduce it to others who are currently outside this hobby of ours. To achieve this, the Saturday afternoon program will be a showcase of many different facets of the hobby. We have experts in their fields from across VK5 lined up to come and talk to you about their areas of interest. One of these is Mark, VK5QI, from Project Horus, the high-altitude balloon project that has been running in VK5 now for many years. 
Uh, I've been involved in Project Horus since 2010, and I was also one of the presenters at the WIA AGM in 2012. Uh, lots of launches have occurred since then, and more importantly, we've had a lot of advancement um, in our balloon payloads, our tracking systems, and our software. Now, I'll be talking about some of these advancements, including the work I've been doing on a high-speed imaging system, which we've been using to downlink HD images. This uses a combination of cheap software-defined radio receivers and a whole lot of open-source software, which, which you too can use to decode images from our launches. We're also planning on performing a balloon launch from Mount Barker on the Sunday after the AGM, showcasing some of these advancements. The Sunday activities will centre around Handorf Oval, where we will have all of the presenters available for you to get up close and discuss in detail more about the areas of interest you might have. In relation to Project Horus, we'll have a tracking station available to watch the balloon as it ascends. This will be taking place at Handorf Oval, although the launch will take place from Mount Barker to follow our CASA rules. So, if you haven't already booked your spot at the WIAGM convention weekend, how about it? We'd love to see you pay a visit to us here in South Australia. 73 is from Grant, VK5 Golf Romeo. Discussion point, and again this week we pick up from Q News in VK4, their thinking man, Jeff Emery, VK4 Zulu Papa Papa. And I've been thinking. It's interesting how people react together and separately. This used to be the area of study called social psychology. Although these days possibly more work is done by social economists in trying to understand what makes us tick alone and in mass. There's a small way you can see some of this behaviour if you belong to discussion groups on social media and internet forums. Once a certain mood is put in place, you tend to see several people posting in agreement within a topic. The discussion becomes lost in a bevy of self-affirming opinions, all agreeing but maybe expanding on areas or issues within the original post. The popular press calls this a feeding frenzy. The psychologist would probably start by calling it mental set. However, what is causing people to question the effect and value of social media is the lack of diverse opinions. The sorting algorithms used by the moguls of the net select items that tend to reinforce people's own biases and likes. Then the people self-select groups who share similar views to their own. This can be destructive to cohesion and progress when angst replaces reason in discussion of common interests. Take the WIA election and the heat that has been generated over the past months. Whatever the serving board said or did during this barrage was soon contrived to batter their reputations. Whether the claims made could be properly supported was immaterial when the collective vitriol was unleashed. Now the elections are underway, the important thing is to now go into the future with a clear insight as to the things that need to be changed are, and the courtesy and cohesion that normally goes with our hobby are allowed to nurture relations from now on. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? You know, I'm on the green with Jeff on this one. One point in case outraged the language used by hands of one group, all because the WIA issued proxy forms were BS in the eyes of one member. Then the lemmings followed suit. The discussion was about the WIA proxy form for the 2017 AGM that was in the election pack sent by mail. 
That version of the proxy form is slightly different to the one which is available through the WIA website, but both versions will be accepted and deemed to be valid for 2017. Website's form included a box to tick to give your proxy to the day's chairman, or an amateur of your choice, whereas the mailed version did not show chairman. All members giving their proxy would, I hope, know exactly who they wanted, so this makes no difference. The proxy form enables members who cannot attend the meeting to nominate another WIA financial member to cast a vote on their behalf at the AGM. Proxy forms need to be received by the WIA National Office in Bayswater at least 24 hours before the AGM at Handorf on May 20, 2017, and the WIA proxy use is explained in Clause 11 of the WIA Constitution. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and I've been bowled over. On Sunday last, I attended the annual Central Coast Amateur Radio Club Field Day at Wyong, north of Sydney. That's right, the famous Wyong Field Day. For all the reports of its imminent demise, I have to say that it remains Australia's largest gathering of hams and for those people otherwise interested in amateur radio. To assuage my sins as a WIA director, I volunteered to spend most of my day on the WIA's display, table, stand, or whatever else it might be called. In a reprise of last year, I manned the WIA's trestle tables along with President Phil Waite, VK2ASD, and Peter Young, VK3MV. This year, our host, the Central Coast Club, relocated the WIA stand to the top deck of the grandstand. Never mind the reason, it proved a good spot because we did a roaring trade. Sales of books and memberships and renewals were much better than in the years since 2014 when I first manned the stand for the WIA. Thanks to all those who came along to eyeball the books and to have a chat. Great to see you all. I was also the convener of the annual VHF UHF Microwave and Week Signal Group get-together, scheduled for 11.15am on the day. I counted 53 eager souls who turned up to the get-together, much the same as for previous years. Among the familiar faces from VK2, there were a few VK1s, some well-known VK3s and VK4s, and a few ham-fest perennials from VK5. Having paid tribute to absent friends who became silent keys recently, including Maury Findlay, who many will no doubt recall as a prominent member of the radio communications industry, we moved on to hot topics of the day. Issues with local councils concerning amateur antenna masts and towers generated some animated discussion. Gary Beats, VK2KYP, gave the group a rundown of his run-ins with a neighbour and the local council, who is insisting on a draconian interpretation of the state planning policy. It's a pity that those in the planning department that formulated the policy a few years back have... Uh, moved on, and salient corporate memory has perhaps been lost. It was good to see that there was a high level of basic knowledge of the New South Wales policy among the group, but perhaps some further education would be helpful. As with a lot of legislation, this planning policy will come up for review in a year or two. Time to mount another lobbying campaign to help improve it for amateur antenna masts and towers. And that reminds me of the words from a popular song of years past. Together we'll stand, divided we'll fall. Come on now, people, let's get on the ball and work together. Advocacy, 
education, support, that's what we do. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK, 2ZRH, for VK1 WIA News. From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, WIA Local News Service VK7, VK3 Papa Charlie and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Pupil Free Day. A school in the city of Xenia, Ohio will be shut on Friday, May 19, so the students can attend the Amateur Radio Hamvention. Xenia High School's site says Xenia will welcome Hamvention to our community for the first time ever this year. Hamvention will be taking place May 19 to 21 and since this is the first year of Xenia hosting it, we want our students to have the opportunity to take advantage of all of the sessions associated with this program. I'm sure the kids will love the Board of Education deciding to cancel school May 19. Oscar number E088 for NAIF 1. The United Arab Emirates CubeSat Naif 1 with conditions for an Oscar number have been met and Bill Whiskey 3 X-Ray Oscar, Oscar number coordinator by the authority vested in him by AMSAT North America President, do convey on Naif 1 the designation Emirates Oscar 88 or Echo Oscar 88. We'll hear more of Oscar 88 later in special interest group news. Ring of Fire, Solar Eclipse, a bright success, February 26. Something strange happened to the sunbeams over much of the southern hemisphere when, on February 26, the moon passed directly in front of the sun, covering as much as 99% of the solar disk. This seen mainly over parts of South America and Africa. Spaceweather.com say crescent-shaped sunbeams and thin rings of light danced across the ground of more than a dozen countries. So if you were being chased by a moon shadow, it wasn't Cat Stevens playing tricks. Disney Research demonstrates open-air wireless charging. Disney Research has invented a new method of wirelessly charging mobile devices that could someday allow amusement park patrons to walk about freely while also getting their mobile devices charged. The technology, which Disney has dubbed Quasi-Static Cavity Residence, QSCR, enables purpose-built structures such as cabinets, rooms and warehouses to generate quasi-static magnetic fields that safely deliver kilowatts of power to mobile receivers contained nearly anywhere within. Truth matters, facts matter. This story may be from WHRP in Cincinnati. There, local journalists will explore, explain the importance of a free press in a democracy as Cincinnati's Society of Professional Journalists will host a panel discussion titled Truth Matters, Facts Matter, Thursday, March 23. This is at the National Voice of America Museum of Broadcasting. What better place as VOA commemorates their 75th anniversary this year? It will tell how to tell the difference between real and fake news, what standards editors use to determine facts, and the importance of a free press in a democracy. Maybe we should show it on ATV in some parts of VK, what with the influx of ham radio-related fake news these past months. 
For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Context Sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Some housekeeping first. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. You can also read all about it in the contest page described by VK4TS in each month's AR magazine. And here we bring you the regular and latest news into the shack. 2017. RSGB 80th Commonwealth Contest, 11th and 12th of March for 24 hours from 10 hours GMT. Ham Radio on the 1st, 12th of March. WIA's John Moore Memorial Field Day, 18th, 19th March 2017. What else happens on the Moore weekend? St. Patrick's Day 2017 is on the air. Yes, the worldwide St. Patrick's Day celebrations are nearly upon us. Once again, it is hoped to turn the bands green as part of the St. Patrick Award on the 17th and 18th of March. Whether as an official station or a chaser, why not join the celebrations and go green, where it matters. For more information, go to stpatrickaward.webs.com forward slash. WA's Harry Angel Memorial 80 metre sprint, Saturday May the 6th, 10 hours to 11.46 UTC. May 13 and 15, mills on the air. BK Shires, June 10 and 11. Now to DX News, firing up the rig we hear. The call sign OA0MP has been issued by the Peruvian authorities for use from the Machu Picchu Antarctic base on King George Island in the South Shetlands until the 31st of March 2017. Two members of the scientific team will operate during their spare time on 20 metres and 40 metres SSB. QSL via OA40. Yet another Antarctic operator is Alex RN1ANC on the Russian Vostok station Antarctica, where he will be until February 2018. His call sign again, RI1ANC, and during his spare time he'll be active on CWSSB and digital. QSL manager is RN1ON. Francois FT3YL is on the Dumont Uwell Research Station, Petrol's Island, in Antarctica for a one year stay. He has been issued call sign FT3YL, which is valid until the 1st of February 2018. QSL manager is F6KPQ. Alan VPADPJ is at the British Antarctic Territory Rothera Research Station on Adelaide Island, IOTA AN001, until April 2018. QSL via operator's instructions. EIDX Group Members of the EIDX Group are de-expeditioning to Nepal March 8-20 and will see this 11-man all-Echo India team run up to five stations from 80 metres through 10 metres on CWSSB and digital. Operating from a KDH at 5,600 feet above sea level, the team are looking forward to intense pile-ups. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hi, I'm Brian, VK3GR with Worldwide Special Interest Group News starting this week at ATV. And I wonder if you remember back in time when radios and TV sets were considered furniture. Walnut cabinets and all. Well, here's a story and a video site of a radio ham who goes nuts for a tiny transmitter. Dan Maloney, KC1DJT, writes on Hackaday about the achievement of Jano Dahan, PA3DMI, in building a 7 MHz Morse transmitter into a walnut. 
The transmitter uses a single 2N3904 transistor and has just seven parts, eight if you count the walnut shell as well. Read the Hackaday report and watch the video at the link we like in this week's text edition of the news you can trust at wia.org.au. Now moving on to defence and a new military SDR radio jamming proof. A communication system at the IDEX 2017 Expo in the United Arab Emirates claims it has technology that works even when attempts are made to jam its transmissions. The multi-mode portable software-defined radio defends against jamming via random frequency shifts at a speed of 20,000 hops per second. It's promoted as being able to communicate with older radio sets on different frequencies and using different protocols. And now to Worldwide Special Interest Group Females in Radio and Alarameet 2017 has the call sign VI4ALARA. The Australian Ladies Amateur Radio Association holds an Alara meet every three years in a different Australian state and has been given the special event call sign of Victor India 4 Alpha Lima Alpha Radio Alpha. This year, the Alara meet is in Cairns, Queensland from September 8 through 12. It will have a number of components, including education sessions as well as amateur radio-related activities. Alara Publicity Officer Diane Main, VK4DI, said the event will help focus on educating and mentoring those new to the hobby or who have become less active, encouraging them to get involved in a fun and friendly environment. The primary focus will be women on air and attracting more women into amateur radio. The call sign VI4ALARA will promote the event by being on air from July 1 to September 30. ALARA was founded in 1975 and comprises members from all over Australia and some members overseas, with a few expected to make the trip to Queensland. For more information about ALARA Meet, contact the coordinators, Diane Main, VK4DI, or Lynn Battle, VK4SWE. Now to Final Frontier, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, Vice President and Ruler of Dubai, is on the air. For this story, it's to our news editor who broke the story on this week's Amateur Radio Newsline. So from Melbourne, it's to New York, who in turn crossed to Brisbane, Australia, for this story from the UAE, thanks to work carried out in India. Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, Vice President and Ruler of Dubai, may not have his ham radio licence, but his message is travelling far and wide on the HF bands, the first message to be transmitted from a newly launched satellite of the United Arab Emirates. The satellite is an AF-1, launched in late February from India, and is Dubai's first nano-satellite. The Sheikh's message, being sent out in Arabic, translates to say, and I quote, The renaissance of peoples, nations and civilizations starts with education and the future of nations starts at their schools, end quote. At one school in particular, the American University of Sarjah, engineer students work with the Space Centre in India to design, build, test and operate the nanosatellite. Now the school is monitoring it. Its main objective is to send and receive messages on amateur radio frequencies, transferring messages mainly among speakers of Arabic. So far, the Sheikh's message has been heard loud and clear by hams in Haiti, the US, Sweden and Spain as the satellite flies high over the Earth at an altitude of 600 kilometres, or not quite 375 mile high. Its telemetry and transponder data are available online at the AMSAT UK website. Now, if the Sheikh happens to hear his own message endorsing the power of education, perhaps he will undertake some study himself and get on the air in a more conventional manner. 
as a brand new ticket. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Many thanks again to Graham, and now across to Clive quickly to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 Charlie Sierra Whiskey, reminding you that tomorrow, Monday, March the 6th, the Radio Amateur's Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin goes to air. As well as all the usual REOTC news, this month we begin a three-part series on broadcasting in Australia. We also have another potted biography of someone who made a significant contribution to the development of wireless communications, plus a piece entitled The Future is Light. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, starting at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, there will be a 40 metre transmission from Perth on 7088 kHz lower sideband, with a simultaneous transmission via all linked NewsWest VHF and UHF repeaters. As well, numerous local relays will take place. Details for your local area transmissions can be found at the RAOTC website www.raotc.org.au Once again, that's www.raotc.org.au And as from Tuesday, you can download the audio file from this website. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is cordially invited to enjoy tomorrow's half-hour program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. And we hope to hear your call sign among them. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Now to the other end of the spectrum with radio amateur young timers. Ride the Magic Bus. That's an old bus, young people and amateur radio. Media coverage about teenagers learning about amateur radio has been scored by the work of Tony Fowler, VK3KKP, in both ABC Central and the Daily Bendigo Advertiser newspaper. The ABC had the story headlined, Youth Take Up Amateur Radio from Inside Central Victorian Bus in the Bush. ABC reporter Larissa Romanski spent some time speaking to and photographing Tony VK3KPP with the Castlemaine Venture Scouts. In an old converted bus, the young people learnt more of magic of radio, what the hobby could do, and even spoke to French and New Zealand radio amateurs. Also, they were told of school contacts with the International Space Station and emergency communications provided by radio amateurs in times of disasters. The lifelong enthusiast and computer professional also had a story in the Bendigo Advertiser by Tom O'Callaghan under the headline, Radio Far From Over for Scouts in Digital Age. It's important to teach younger generation amateur radio skills, he told the media, because the digital age relies on the internet while amateur radio is resilient. Tony VK3KPP feels that despite what the naysayers believed, young people are responsive to the argument that radio is important and the difference between it and the telephone. Right, well, speaking of telephones, with that sound ringing in my ears, it's time to ring off, I guess. I'm Brian VK3GR. For those of you who were unable to get to the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club's field day at Wyong last Sunday, the 26th of February, you missed an enjoyable event. Aerial shots of the Hamfest from a drone showed the car parks to be overflowing and lots of people walking around the flea market. Although hectic to organise, 
The variety of topics being covered in the two parallel lecture streams were a hit, and a big vote of thanks goes to Bob, VK2AOR, for putting this all together. The demonstrations on the upper floor of the race club were well attended, with all seats being filled and standing room only for the Brandmeister and DMR demos. Ian, VK2HK, who ran these demonstrations, tells me he was only able to get away for 10 minutes during the day, so high was the interest and questions about this new digital voice mode, thanks to Ian for his dedication. Along with the DMR demonstrations, other hits of the day were the lecture on space weather from the Australian Government's Meteorology Department and the drone flying demonstrations. These demonstrations were so effective that the drone retailer left at the end of the day with no stock left. While lectures and demonstrations were taking place on the upper floors, there was also lots happening at ground level, with the traders and flea market stalls getting lots of attention, and the testing room busy not only with Australian, but this year also US amateur radio examinations. Through involvement of a local radio station and attendance of youngsters from local schools, it is hoped that the message about amateur radio will be passed on to a new generation of club members. For those who attended the field day, the CCARC would like your input, so please take a couple of minutes to fill in a survey form. The link to this is on the fieldday.org.au website homepage. Thank you very much. For the Central Coast ARC, this has been Ed, DD5LP, VK2JI. On the social scene this month, March 19 in VK7, it's Meet the Voice Barbecue. March 26 in VK3, the EMDRC's Hamfest, the Great Ryrie Primary School at Heathmont. April 28 to May 1 in VK4, it's the Clareview Gathering between Rockhampton and Mackay. And do you need any more advice about this one on May 19? In VK5, WIA's AGM at Harndorf. Harndorf is just some 25 kilometres from Adelaide. Now, till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.